Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. says you need to uh, you need to have any experience to get in the gaming industry you just need to be awesome <laughs> awesome and th- that is uh what happened with uh cassie mccready she is the community manager for red nexus game and this talk is i got a job in the game industry with no ex- prior experience and you can too so there's hope for y'all all right cassie take it away thank you <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Cassie McCready's and as Indy said, um, I do my presentation on how I got a job in the game industry with no prior experience. So what I mean by no prior experience is that um, I don't have any formal education. So my education wasn't really in marketing or community or communications or anything like that, it, which I will go into a little bit later on my presentation. It's more like, uh, for example, I have a Bachelor of Arts degree, so that's not really related to the industry, but again, I will go into that in just a moment. And I am the community manager of Red Nexus Games, and if you're not familiar with Red Nexus Games, we uh, are making the game Peglin, and you can see my little Peglin over here in the corner. <laughs> so... This is the contents of what we'll be going through in this presentation. So my main goal of this presentation is to talk about the skills that I learned throughout my education and my work experience and how I applied it to being able to get a job in the industry. This is my own opinion, my own experience. Uh, So I'm not saying that this will work, but I know that worked for me. So I believe that it'll work for you as well. So again, I'll be talking about myself. I'll be talking about how um, everything started from me getting involved in the gaming scene. Uh, I'll be talking about uh, becoming an app ambassador, streaming on Twitch, becoming a volunteer community manager, getting my first game industry job, which is the point of this presentation, and the conclusion, which will include some key takeaways. So about me, uh, so my education, uh, I have a, a degree and a diploma. So for the people in the States, uh, I live in Canada and college and university is very different here. It's a very separate sort of uh, education system. So I'm just gonna briefly talk about uh, my university side of things first. So again, I have a Bachelor of Arts degree. I majored in anthropology and I minored in human rights. And I have a one year college diploma. 
uh, and that is in international travel and tourism. I am very grateful for my degrees, even though it's not directly related to what I'm doing now, because it helped me get into uh, my jobs. It helped me be able to uh, do what I'm doing now, and it gave me the skills and um, sort of foundation to be able to uh, de develop as a person. So other than being a freelance community manager, I actually work full time as an administrative assistant at a mental health clinic. So I have been working in the game industry, sorry, the health care industry for about four years now. Um, so I really enjoyed working there. I really, really appreciate uh, just how much I learned uh, being an administrative assistant. And I really learned some skills there that could be that can be transferable to working in games. So my list here, I will explain what I've learned as an admin and how I could apply it as a community manager. So the first thing on my list is a customer service. So this is a skill and a, t a task that I find is really, really influential and really, really important in any type of job across the board. So for example, as an administrative assistant, I work the front desk. So I am in charge of greeting clients, answering the phone, sending emails, taking care of calendars. Um, what else do I do? I'm trying to think. And just basically relaying information to one person and the next. So this is very, very similar to what a community manager does and the aspect that as a community manager, we are there to relay information. We're the messenger. We are the sort of face of the company where you would get the information from the developers to pass on to the players and vice versa. Any type of feedback or any type of um, information that the players have, you take that and bring back to the development team so that you can implement it or try to implement it um, into the game that you're making. Sorry, she knows. Yeah, <laughs> data analysis. This is something that I do a lot as an admin. So, for example, I take the data of all the appointments. I take the data of the amount of referrals that we get and I place them into a spreadsheet so that we can track just how many we receive in a month, receive in a day. I track appointments and um, how many people attend versus do not attend. Data analysis is important because we also use that to be able to see how many, for example, followers that we have on social media or how many people are playing our game. What can we do to improve our game? Are we doing enough? How do, I grow, how do we grow and boost our brand? So that is something that is really important. Another, the next thing is organizational skills. So organizational skills and time management are really, really interconnected, which I will explain why. You have to be able to balance multiple tasks. You have to be able to make sure that one task is dealt with versus another. You need to be able to organize your tasks to be able to maximize your time efficiently. And 
that means that that could increase your productivity when you're doing your tasks. And as for time management, this ties in again to being organized. If you're organized, you're able to get more done. Learning quickly, which means being adaptable. Things change so quickly in the entertainment industry and you have to be able to handle the pressure, handle um, last minute changes and handle um, anything sudden that comes your way. For example, maybe you were given a task to do within a week, but something might change in the industry that me, where you're told, actually, we have to get this done in two days. Our timeline has changed. You, so you have to be able to think on your feet quickly and be able to adapt to the situation and figure out what you need to do to get that task done in, say, two days as opposed to the week that you had before. And then the last thing is working with a team and being independent. So in a team, there are so many different roles that, that really tie in together. There's a lot of hands in the pot, so you have to be able to make sure that you know who you're talking to, know who to go to when you need help. For example, if you are creating something for social media campaign, if you're a social media marketer or if you're a social media specialist, you need to be able to say, okay, I want to work with the graphic designer or I want to work with um, the video, video designer to create something to be able to put on social media. So you need to be able to work with them efficiently and well enough to to be able to produce that product that you need. And also, a lot of the jobs these days, especially for the game industry, are remote. So you need to have the uh, motivation to be able to work by yourself because most people work remotely at home. So there's a lot of distracting factors in your household, like your kitchen is nearby or or for example, I have a cat scratching something behind me and I'm really distracted right now, so I'm trying not to look at her. But you have to be able to focus on your task at hand to be able to uh, create a product that is good and, and approved. And for if, as another example, in my admin role, we each have a role that we're assigned to even though we're all considered an admin but we are cross-trained to help one another because I have sh shifted my role um, a couple times with as an admin, but I can say that I'm cross-trained and know the job well enough to be able to cover someone if they are out for a week or out for a day so that when they come back, they don't feel overwhelmed, they don't feel pressured to catch up on the work that they missed because they know and can rely on someone to be able to do that work for them when they're gone if they have time so how it all started um <laughs> so most things have started within the pandemic so for all of this uh for all of this it kind of started as i needed something to do Thankfully, I still had a job. I worked in the health industry at the time and still do. 
So I was really grateful to be able to continue working. And my job didn't allow me to work remotely because I, it's a clinic, so people had to come in. So I was still going from work to home to work, back and forth. But a lot of the outside things that would give me you know, joy or have something fun to do really were lacking because a lot of things were closed and not a lot of things were available to do. So that caused my mental health to decline. And I started to look for hobbies. But this was really difficult because I really didn't know what I was looking for because I had to find a, a, remote, a remote sort of hobby. So I thought to myself, what should I do? What do I like to do? Maybe I can figure out a hobby from there. And I know that I enjoy gaming. I I play games every day and I really missed the social aspect of things, being able to meet with my friends or meet people. So I turned to the internet and tried to find some online communities to be able to be a part of because I really, again, needed that social interaction and missed that social interaction. So I ended up discovering a community with a beta opportunity. And that led me to becoming a gaming app ambassador. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Game Hers, uh, it's a community where women and femme-identifying gamers can come together to be able to um, chat, to meet, to network, to play games together. And I joined this app to be able to do that. There were so many different functions of the app. You can join groups, different communities. It was sort of like a well, it is sort of like a, a a feed where people can post and you choose the subject that you want to talk about. And then you can find people with similar um, similar interests and be able to chat, to chat with them about it. And this was really my first opportunity to network. I have networked in my previous roles before, but it really introduced me to the industry side of things a little bit and the streaming side of things. So it was just such a wonderful opportunity to be a part of this community where I was supported and included. And that again, started me out as a beta tester for this app. And then after the beta testing came to an end, we were sent a feedback form and they had asked at the end of the forum if anyone was interested in becoming an app ambassador. So when I thought about it, I said, maybe this is the community that I've been trying to find during this pandemic. Maybe this is something that um, will help me improve and better myself and get more knowledge and information. Because for me personally, I don't ever want to stop growing. I try to find the opportunities given to me to be able to continuously grow and learn. Um, that's what I strive for. That's what keeps me going. So I said, yeah, of course I want to join as an app ambassador. What is it all about? So how did being an app ambassador help me? 
I'm going to kind of try to tie this in with being a community manager and how what I learned from that experience helped me as one now. It the app was a space for creating a community. And that is exactly what a community manager does. So it gave me the framework to be able to do that. So I was tasked with welcoming new members to the app. I was trying to promote a sense and a space of kindness, inclusiveness. I wasn't exactly a mod, but I did relay messages and um, feedback to the team as needed just because um, I just wanted the space to be very, very good for the new members. So that was what I did as a app ambassador. I also dabbled in a little bit of event planning. So I had the opportunity to plan a community event through the app. I can't remember the full details of it, but I think it was themed around a holiday. And I had been asked by a staff member to um, participate with another uh, app member to talk about a video game and compare it to the holiday. So it was, I believe, Persona 5. And because they're like the Phantom Thief of Hearts, they tied that into Valentine's Day. And we had a talk on what um, that does for Valentine's Day and and stuff like that. And that also helped me plan events on their Discord channels. So I had the opportunity to plan a couple Mario Kart events and and plan that with the community members. So that was a that was really really fun to be able to organize that for the members. I really enjoy Mario Kart and I know that there was a lot of people that enjoyed that game as well. So when I planned that event and had a lot of people show interest and show up, I I was really happy. And that's, that's another thing that ignited the um, idea that I wanted to become a, man, a community manager. So I'm going to take a drink of water to clear my throat. I was also... Um, on the voting advisory board for the Gamehurst Game Awards. This was a this was when I was accepted into my game industry role, but I was also accepted because I was a part of the app ambassador community and they wanted someone from there to be on it. So I was really grateful for the opportunity to be uh, on the voting advisory board. So basically like a jury for this uh, Game Awards. I shortlisted nominees in various categories. I saw so many different people under different categories, like streaming, uh, YouTubers, uh, Twitch streamers, cosplayers, everything under the sun. And it was so nice because it kind of gave me a little sense of just what a community is and what it involves because it just doesn't involve like players or gaming excuse me gaming enthusiasts it also includes a whole array of people interested in gaming but in different different sense and then i was also recently invited to pick pink pixels which was the gamers what sorry which is the gamers talk show so i was able to talk about my experience through there as well and 
I was really, really grateful for the opportunity. When I was on the app, I saw so many people get into streaming or were streamers encouraging people to stream or play games. So I thought that that was something that I could probably do as a hobby because, again, I was really bored and looking for stuff to do. And I never really thought of playing games online. I'm very introverted. I'm very shy. I wasn't good at public speaking at all. And so I did not even think that I could do this. I was petrified. But because I was on the app and trying to promote a really uh, good community, I thought that I would uh, give back to them by trying this out because, again, they were encouraging me so much. So how did streaming help me? Um, and these are the skills that I learned that hopefully helped me and have helped me. Uh, as a community manager. So public speaking is the number one thing on this list because as a Twitch streamer, you are live, you are on camera. Any mistake you make, anything that you do, it, it, it's there on screen. So I really had to prepare myself for that to be kind of out in the open and not be shy. And again, streaming has really, really helped me public speak because it's something that I'm still working on and I'm not really good at, but I'm constantly trying to approve through different, different things. Uh, I was able to network with other gamers and collaborate with developers. So say I wanted to play a game of theirs, I would ask for like a game key and say, hi, I'm a streamer. Like, may I have a key or, or is there a game you want me to showcase on my channel? And that is what I did with that. I did all of that networking to be able to showcase not only my talents, but the talents of game developers and other gamers. Data analysis shows up here as well, because with Twitch, you get your viewership, you get the data of how many people in different countries are watching you, you get the data of what time of day is good for you to be able to stream, what um, maybe weekday is good. You get so much data from, from just streaming that it really helps you analyze just where is your community and where do they seem to find you the most. And then you would work your schedule, you would work your... Um, what's the word, sort of your content around, around that. So again, that plays very well into trying to figure out um, your social media marketing and seeing just where your posts are getting the most viewership or your posts are getting the most attention and what time of day they are as well. And that ties in again to the social media marketing part um, to keep track of, again, what, um, where your posts are, are most appreciated. The next thing on my list is the use of pr video production software, software. So OBS, I was able to 
learn how to use OBS, self-taught that. It was really difficult at first, but it's becoming a lot easier. Still have some struggles there, but I think that's very useful. And the last thing is graphic design. Uh, without Canva, I don't know where I'd be. This is how I made this presentation. This is how I make my posters and my pictures for social media posts. And I'm just really, really grateful to have this sort of platform to be able to use. It really makes me feel like a graphic designer as well. But uh, that goes to say that I really appreciate graphic designers because they do <laughs> really, really good work. <clears throat> so volunteering as a community manager. So before I started out in the game industry as a community manager, I volunteered. I highly recommend volunteering, even though a lot of people I know might want a paid position. But I really do think that this was the biggest factor in me getting a job because I did community manager tasks in a sense, just in an unpaid role. So I want to explain what the Indie Game Collective is. It's a group of content creators that enjoy indie games. We reach out to developers to be able to have our creators showcase their games. No strings attached. You would just give us a key and we, we would use our own marketing and the content creators would use their own platforms to be able to market and showcase the game. Um, I joined at the beginning of January of 2022 as a content creator. I was really interested in, in indie games. It's a genre that I really like. So I said, oh, why not? I would love to join. And shortly after I joined, I saw a post that they were looking for a community manager to be able to help them with their socials because it's a team of different people that have different tasks. So they were kind of straining, or they were so strained on one task that they were kind of forgetting about the other tasks. So they needed help with their socials. So I asked if I could help out with that. And fortunately I was accepted. And so I helped manage their Instagram, which is where I learned some basic video editing skills to be able to post reels and videos of game trailers. I also created weekly newsletters, which showcased indie developer Kickstarters, uh, the types of games we were showcasing. We had some content creator highlights and some updates about our collective to be able to share with people who maybe were interested in us, but not in our Discord. And I started out with using a platform called review for our newsletters but unfortunately that um, shut down and i moved over to mailchimp so i'm really proud of myself for learning two different newsletter platforms and that helped me a lot because in my community management role now i do uh, newsletters for them although it's on a different platform it really helped me be able to know how to do them and know what to put into them uh, then I became a community manager to um, a Discord admin. So admin in this sense means like my scope of roles 
became bigger. My responsibility changed. I started to do a little bit more task in helping people where they needed help most. So the role or the task that I learned for this is doing outreach. So I help send emails out to game developers to be able to uh, create networking and relationships with them to be able to get keys, to be able uh, to have our content creators showcase for them. So this really helped me gain the skill for like PR to be able to handle keys and know how to distribute them to, to the community. Uh, I helped manage uh, Trello board, which is the main platform that we use to keep track of what games we have to showcase, who is show who is showcasing them and who is, uh, sorry, what type of videos that they have or what type of videos the content creators have so that we may be able to give that to the developers to show that our creators are actually developing content for them. Networking is also another factor that I have learned throughout all of this. I really like being involved in different sort of environments because I meet so many different people. There are so many different people involved in the game industry. And it's just it's just amazing to see what people do and to be able to tell them what I do. And it really helps me in the in the long run because say I say I need a favor or say they live somewhere where I'm going for an event or I have a question. I can, I know I can reach out to them and I'd have a rapport already with them and I wouldn't be shy to ask like, hey, um, what's, uh, what's the game industry like where you live? What, what type of events can I plan? What's, what's your community like? And things like that. And also finding games for our creators to play. You have got to check out our Discord at discord.gg slash business. It's an amazing community of over 3,500 other industry experts. We've got developers, publishers, marketing and PR firms, investors, so, so many, so many. It's safe and supportive place to network and to talk to experts. You can learn more about the business of games or you can share what you know with others. We have exclusive workshops on perfecting your pitch deck finding a publisher and more remember it's discord.gg slash indie game business and i will just say that i am so glad i found this community because being a part of the game hers as i said and the indie game collective was probably the biggest thing to help me get a job in the industry and i it it's hard to really explain i it was just like a surreal moment for me that this all happened snowballed so fast but again i am only a freelance community manager maybe this can help somebody get a full-time job this only really got me a freelance position but i'm really happy that i got my foot in the door to be able to get a job. So that leads me into 
my first industry job. So how did I get it? I really don't know at all how I got it. I sometimes think to myself I was in the right place at the right time. I was posting at the right time, but it basically started out as a tweet to like to no one, I guess. But I said, "Hi, um I just am looking for a job in the as a community manager or I'm looking to be a community manager." I can't really remember what the tweet was exactly. Uh, and then the my boss of this company reached out to me and said, hey, we are looking for a Canadian community manager and would you maybe like to send me your resume? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. I would love to send you my resume. So I sent the resume immediately and then I didn't get an answer. I thought I was ghosted. I was so upset. I said, oh my goodness, maybe I did something wrong. I don't know what I did wrong. I need to revamp my resume. I, I really thought it was the end of the world. <laughs> and I know I had plenty of opportunities to apply for other things, but I really didn't know what to expect out of this. I was just like, am I even sending my resume to someone who's legitimate? Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm applying for. But then about a month after I um, received an interview offer and it was just so weird and out of the blue because again I wasn't expecting it a month before I was like is this company ghosting me what the heck but I was I was offered an interview so I said okay yeah sure I will I will um, I will interview with you so I had the interview and I will say it was a really difficult interview for me because one, like I, I didn't apply from like a job hosting. I didn't apply through a website. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting to. I just know that I had tweeted out. I want a community manager role and was offered an interview for one. But again, I had no sense of what I was doing or what I will do. So. When I prepared for the interview, I was really trying to think about the skills that I learned through my jobs and my current day job and to be able to apply that into the position that I was applying for. And again, I didn't even know that this was a paid role or anything. It was just, again, just saying like, hey, like, here's an interview. But I was told that it was a paid role and I was told about the responsibilities and things. So I, I was really grateful for that. And hopefully I, I was thinking that, sorry, I, I was hoping that I would get the job from that, but I really wasn't expecting anything. A few days later, I was told that I got the job and, and yeah, I, I became a freelance community manager. It was really, really weird. Um, Again, I have no experience being a community manager. I don't know what was expected of me. I didn't know anything. So I, I was like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? But that was all outlined in our contract and in our future meetings. But yeah, I was I was really shocked about this.
so again, Red Nexus Games is the uh, is making the game Peglin. I will say that when I first got the job, my very first task, two days, two or three days after getting hired, I was I was given the task of um, creating a roadmap for 1.0's release, and I was like what what do I do I don't even know anything about your game I don't know I, I've only been here for two days <laughs> so Red Nexus Games uses a Trello board to be able to manage our task and everything and so there was a task board with all of the things that we had to do in our roadmap or wanted to put in our roadmap I was like I was told take this and put it into a roadmap <laughs> And I really didn't know how to sort out that information. It was so, so new to me, but I really tried hard to be able to, you know, make, make what I make do with what I had. I talked to the team a lot, which goes into my teamwork, but also goes into working independently because I really want to show that I did have some sort of experience doing this, even though it wasn't exactly rated, related to making a roadmap. Um, and I was super nervous to actually make this roadmap go live because the the community was there much longer than me. And I came on board because, uh, when the game went into early access, the community blew up and the company knew that they needed a community manager to help, um, with the information and relaying information to the team and vice versa. So it was kind of just everything at once and it was so overwhelming, but it was such a great experience to be able to start working for them because again, it was just a surreal, a surreal experience. And, and I think I learned a lot faster being just put into it be, because I was able to quickly learn exactly what I had to do in a, a small amount of time. Obviously, certain jobs have orientation or shadowing or things like that, but I really didn't have that opportunity with this because, again, it's like the development team and then there was me, which is who was coming in with the, with the skills and experience needed to develop the community. So that goes into what experience has this given me and is this given me? Uh, managing the Discord community. I love our Discord community. Everyone is so amazing. Everyone is so helpful. We have a lot of channels which, is, which are for feedback and bug reports, um, fan art, um, content suggestions. We... Our community members, we know that they play and love our game so much because they are constantly giving us feedback and suggestions for um, the orbs and relics and everything that we have involved in this game. And it just it just brings me so much joy to be able to know that they care so deeply about this game that they want they want certain things in the game. And obviously we can't do everything that the community wants, but we really do our best to listen to them, to be able to 
talk to them about, oh, maybe we can't do this, but maybe we could do X, Y, Z. So I, again, I'm really, really grateful for our Discord community because also people can answer questions the the people the community members can answer questions for other community members like maybe a community member is having a difficulty with a certain level or maybe needs advice on what type of uh what type of relics or orbs to have to be able to complete the level and our community is so so eager to help and suggest things and again that makes me so happy to be a part of that and to see that. I also do some social media marketing with this game. So I take care of our socials. I make sure that they're well updated. I post about our events. I post about our updates. I post about our merchandise, as you can see here. You probably can't see Heglin very well, but Heglin's up here. And then there's Peglin and a little keychain, but we created these merchandise through makeship. So we've had three campaigns so far through makeship that were all successful. So we are really, really overjoyed to see that. And we also recently partnered up with Robo Roba for future merch ideas. So we're looking for our community members to suggest merchandise for us. And again, I have done a lot of networking with other game industry employees. Um, I've met so many people throughout working as a community manager, whether it's a community manager or a producer or, you know, a sound designer. So many people have just just come to us because they say hey we really like red nexus games we really like your game and that gives us the opportunity to network show what our game's all about and to see what their game is all about um writing patch notes uh so because of my introduction to roadmaps <laughs> right when i started working i have a lot I have a much easier time to write patch notes and to create create updates for people when we release them. And I have improved immensely with finding out what's on our Trello board and what information is for what. Um, because at first it was so, so overwhelming that I really didn't know where to look. But again, I, I hope and I, yeah, I hope I have improved, I've improved on that. I have some event experience now. So I was at the Game Developers Conference earlier this year, and that was such, such an overwhelming, another overwhelming opportunity. We were just, a, again, a small team of six, and it was, I think, five out of six of us's first time there. And we were in the Canada game section and it was such a cool experience to be able to showcase our game at a huge event like that. Um, met so many people, so many players. It was really cool to find players coming to play our demo even though they know how to play it. And we also met a lot of people who didn't know the game. We were able to introduce it to them and they became a fan. And next month, I actually have the opportunity of going to Sydney, Australia for South by Southwest for the first ever games festival. I know there, 
I think they have one in Austin, but I don't think they have a games festival. So this is the first time that they'll be having one at a South by Southwest. So I'm really excited for that opportunity. And to just circle back to GDC, not only did I help work the event booth, but I also helped uh, work some events at different different areas within the city as well because we had some demo booths to go to or some gaming events that we wanted to show off our game. Need some water? <laughs> and then lastly, I help plan events and giveaways. So I've planned a couple giveaways so far that have worked very well. And I think, uh, or I don't think, but I definitely want to plan some more because our game is growing and we have a lot more, uh, a lot more players that have eyes on Peglin. So that is something that I really love to do. I really love planning giveaways because it really ties in our community and gives a sense of community especially for those who uh, are huge fan. And I didn't add this in my presentation, but I did also recently uh, be hired as a freelance manager or freelance community manager for another company called Reframe Games. Um, so I'm a community marketing manager for them because the experience of being a community manager for Peglin uh, really helped me get that job and actually I'm really proud of that job too because the company is located here in my city and they really needed a community manager and we happened to meet at a game industry event here in town so it was super super interesting and super again like in the right place at the right time to be able to meet with um, those people as well and be able to work for them on their game release. So the conclusion and key takeaways of this presentation, um, you have to find those transferable skills. It's really hard to be able to look at, say, well, for example, data analysis and be like, how I, I can never tie this into game manage or game the game industry. How can I tie data analysis into it? But you really have to find what exactly the role that you want to go into does and find the skills and tasks that need to be done through there and tie it into what you do you are doing now like customer service as well that is something where you're talking and interacting and relaying information to everyone that's exactly what a community manager does so that's something that could play into your interviews if you were to ever have a community manager management role volunteer it's it's the most important thing out of all of this because again i truly feel that that is what helped me land a job as a community manager so i really really highly suggest that you volunteer i know that there are game discords for example with developers that need help creating a community, but maybe they don't have the funds to be able to hire someone. So volunteering your time and being able to help those game developers really goes a long way into giving you the experience you need to become one, um, giving you the skills you need to maybe not just be a community manager, but maybe having Discord moderation uh, experience. 
And I know someone personally who volunteered as a community manager for a game discord. And when that company was able to start paying people, they asked my friend if they wanted to come on board as their community manager because they already knew what to do. They already knew about the game. They already knew about the community. So they were really the best person for them to choose to be able to come on board as a community manager. And I know a lot of people tell you to do this, but apply to all the jobs. If you're offered an interview, you absolutely have a skill that the people hiring you are interested in. So you really need to focus on your skills and to be able to explain them well enough to prove that you are someone who can work in the game industry. And the last thing is to network because without knowing anyone in the industry, it's so hard to find those job, uh, those jobs that have positions available to uh, get the information you need to be able to apply to jobs. Maybe they know someone or maybe they have worked for the company and can give you great tips. You never know. <laughs> So thank you so much. We will go into the questions. Thank you, Cassie. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And it is one of those things that I think that people don't real a lot of times realize how many of those skills can actually transfer over. Um, but I think of all of them, God bless our community managers. And I think your experience with mental health is probably like the biggest key thing for you because, well, Penguin community is not nearly as bad as like League of Legends or something, but God knows, uh, community managers catch a lot of shit. All right, so uh, let me scroll back up here. We got several questions. Um, first up, how do you deal with hostility from the community? Any tips on how to cope and not take it personal? Yeah, this is what I really had to learn about. <laughs> I I'm still struggling with this, but um, I would really just try to not focus on it in public. Um, maybe just say like, oh, yes, I've heard you. I'm going to address it. Um, don't worry about it. I personally try to talk to people one-on-one -on -one because maybe they're hostile because they're having a bad day. Maybe something happened and they're having a really bad mental health day and they just lashed out and then they're too embarrassed and they don't want to apologize. So I really like to try to take it into the, to the messages to be like, hey, just checking in, like, hope you're all right, but, you know, maybe this isn't a way to act in our Discord. We have rules that you must follow. So we really appreciate if you have rules or if you follow the rules. And then if not, unfortunately, it might lead to maybe a second warning or maybe not being a part of our community anymore. Next one up, a lot of us community manager are previously streamers. Do you think it's something everyone should try out if they're considering getting into that field? Hmm. I, I, I know that it helped me a lot. Um, it, it helped me become a lot more affiliate, uh, familiar with game communities. Uh, and I know when I met friends who were gamers and played certain games, it really helped me to network with them and say, Hey, like if I were to make a game or to be in a job that can give you a key maybe I can consider you as somebody that I want to give a key to so 
I think it's a, another great way to network. And maybe, again, you'll find someone that can help you get that position you need in the industry. So what are your thoughts on the common advice of making games in order to join the game industry? Common advice. Um, I've interviewed people before who um, I've actually asked this question about. And people, I'm not sure if I'm reading this question correctly or understanding this question correctly, but what I get from it is to just make games no matter what you want to do, um, as long as you keep trying and practicing and making games, like maybe it'll develop into something where you can create your own studio. I know a lot of people start out as solo developers and it's really hard for them to get the marketing and um, community that they need. So to do that, they would, I don't know, need to have the support that they need to share the games to be able to to join the game industry so and i had one where was it oh okay because a lot of the stuff that you described in terms of, of what you do you know email outreach and all that stuff that is very applicable to the biz dev side of the industry do you feel that some of these skills that you've picked up could be applicable applicable sorry it's late <laughs> my brain is shutting down to other areas of the industry aside from just community management yeah absolutely like um for for example in the indie game collective i do a lot of public relations stuff so that's really different from community management where you're dealing with community you're actually reaching out to um companies and game developers to be able to create a partnership to be able to work together in the future so i definitely think there's skills that you could apply to any part of the industry um i know that maybe game developers who don't have the the net like a big enough network or don't know who to reach out to they also do their own social media marketing because they have no one else that they can rely on so game developers probably start out with social media ma management skills because again how else are they going to let other people know about their game if they don't do them do it themselves and then when they reach out to a good amount of people then maybe they could be like hey i need help with uh, some social media marketing i could give you my tips and and ideas but I'm actually not that trained in it, but I could probably help out. <laughs> Next one. Uh, hi, Cassie. I work in a very small indie team. We have not put much effort into getting a community manager. When do you think we should start looking? And I will add where on the end of that as well. Yeah, I think you should reach out when you are thinking of um, releasing your game demo or releasing your game to the public. Uh, it's really, cause you don't know how much attention your game is gonna get. It might take some time for the game to get the community or maybe it might be immediate, immediate where people are like, oh my God, this game, I really wanna play it. Because in the sense of uh, Red Nexus games, that's kind of how it came to me 
for be getting this position. For example, I mentioned in my presentation, but when Peglin went into early access to be able to go from the demo to the game, they didn't really realize at that time just how big their community was. So it kind of exploded and they were like, oh my God, we need help. Like there's so much information coming in and we don't have the time and energy to be able to answer these questions, um, excuse me, promote our game on social media to be able to, to be able to manage again, the, the influx of people coming in. So I would say the demo, because that's when you're starting to get your community and starting to grow your community. I don't think the team really expected that much of a, um, a burst in their uh, community numbers when they released it into early access. So yeah, I think when you're starting to actually uh, make the game playable for people to play is the best time. I'm here. I just got lost for a second. <laughs> um, so, and, and I know that situation that, you know, Red Nexus was in because we see it every now and then it's a small team and they're doing something and then all of a sudden, it explodes and they're like, okay, now what? And it's not just small teams either. That's frankly the same thing that happened at um, Fortnite when, when that first took off. No one really expected it because I remember seeing my LinkedIn feed for like six months was just like, we're hiring everyone. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it is one of those things where you just have to kind of like grab it by the reins and, and go. So when these teams are out there if they don't have that community i mean are there places where they can go look and say okay now we've got to have somebody that comes in and, and feels all this it's like where should where should they start where are people hanging out there's a lot of indie game discords that um really really focus on trying to grow communities for developers and i know that they have different channels for like people who are hiring or people that are looking for jobs or people who want to play test or, you know, anything related to that. So I think it's really important to find um, some discord communities that focus on indie games to be able to, um, you know, get your game out there. Again, there's some channels that say like promote your own work. You'd be able to promote your game. Some people have, uh, places to showcase the games on their own social medias. So I think just going into uh, different indie game discords would really help because again, they're there to help you as well. We're here to help you as well. And if we don't have the answers for you, just let everyone know and we'd be able to probably make a channel so that you can be able to get the help you need. All right, so last question. What is the one skill you wish you had had before you started doing community management that you have now or that you're still working on? Um, honestly, like I wish I had a better sense of how to, like, write patch notes or <laughs> create a roadmap because <laughs> that, again that was my biggest hurdle where i was just like thrown into the 
not really the fire, but like <laughs> thrown into it and say like, okay, write a roadmap three days in. And I was like really stressed out. So I think, I think being able to have a sense of how, how games, not how games, but basically how things are written in a way that can attract um, community members. Um, because again, I didn't really know much about writing, writing updates or using game development lingo to be able to say like, this does X, Y, Z because of this, like I'm not a game developer. So I, I, I kind of wished I had a little bit of a game development language course before going in just so I could understand exactly what things mean. I think in many cases that throwing them into the fire is pretty much the standard. I know that that's what we did to Pebs to an extent when she started. She started three days before our last conference and it was like, oh yeah, so by the way. Um, it's always three days. Yes, exactly. You have no, but. Plenty of time to figure everything out. We're good to go. No, but. I just kind of like, I just wanted to be able to, to know beforehand what like my first tasks are and how to, because unfortunately, since it was so busy, it was so hard for like somebody to sort of be like, this is what you do. But it was so busy. It's like, well, you kind of have to, you, you have to just learn and learn quickly and adapt. And that's really how I learned that skill. So I think that's probably another skill that I wish I had improved on beforehand is adapting to um, a stressful situation. <laughs> well, Kazzy, thank you so much. <laughs> I really you. appreciate you coming on and sharing. And this is something that I think a lot of people don't realize. Once again, there's no like one way to get into no, this industry. No. No, so, no, no. This again. This is my own personal experience. Um, hopefully, some of the things I said can help everyone. So, awesome. All right, everybody. We've got one more coming up today from our one of our sponsors over at Drunk Me. So I'm going to bounce out of here, and the next session will be starting up momentarily. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.